You gotta be aware of the inbounder here if you're Philly. It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? What's the name of the party again? Lane <laughs> violation. Just joking. We ain't been here. No in a caps. While. Should we fire him right now, Greg? Lane. Is he demoted? Or is it just you? No, actually, it's your fault, Greg, because you did not remind him the name of the podcast. Yeah. Therefore, you're back to floor manager, like literally floor manager. Yeah, yeah. You're sweeping, sweeping trash cans and throwing you away sweeping floors. Sweeping trash cans. <laughs> sweeping class trash cans and throwing away floors. <laughs> It's your fault. Yes. The more, more of the story is because Dre forgot the name of the pod that he's been on since October. <laughs> you messed up, Greg. Well, as you can see, guys, we're a little rusty. Not really. We're never rusty. Come on, check yourself. That's right. Welcome to Lane Violation. It's playoff time. You know, we've been, we've been kind of quiet, hiding in the wings, just because we just kind of wanted to let the playoffs play themselves out a little bit so we can give you all premium quality content. So, fellas... Beautiful game sevens last weekend. Let's not talk about those. Unfortunately, Greg 76ers did not move forward, but he's okay. Uh, he's really not. He's doing though. well, and he's supporting uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, Bill Simmons' uh, movement to move Ben Simmons. For Reggie Jackson. For Reggie Jackson to Detroit. He's also behind. I'm Chris really curious Bussard. about the dynamic between Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons once that happens because the Kendall Jenner thing is going to pop up, like, eventually, right? What if they ultimately become bros? And like box her out. I like that. Their but that won't happen. Goes above her. It could, but it won't. What if Blake Griffin? It, they so they introduce Lob City again, but it's Lob City East. Ooh. But Blake Griffin becomes the CP3, and Ben Simmons becomes the Blake Griffin role. And now, okay, first Drummond, of all, don't you ever, Drummond don't becomes you ever Blake Drummond becomes a DeAndre a Jordan because he. But that's that's a compliment for uh, for uh, Andre Drummond. <laughs> this is. A lot of time we've devoted to talk about the Pistons. All right, so let's, let's go back to let's, yeah. let's get to the biggest news of the day. Um, breaking from Chris Broussard. Um, no, <laughs> no, Chris we are Paul not doing that. Getting dealt straight up for business as well. Along with, trying to <laughs> along with cash compensation up to a billion dollars and three uh, second round picks, you get uh, 2026, 2027, and 2031. Well, you see what what the problem here is that. If the Sixers lose in any round or any big game, it is always their fault and never the other team did well. Never. It can never be that way. So Kawhi Leonard, who hit probably one of the greatest buzzer beaters in in history of the NBA with four bounces around the rim and had a pretty solid uh, game seven that he had to take over 30 shots to win for his team, but it doesn't matter because he was the best guy in that series. Doesn't matter. Sixers suck. That's why. Brad Brown should be fired. It's an obvious choice. I was crying this morning when I saw it go across my phone. The 76ers will, ret- will retain Brett Brown. I was like, really, guys? Really? You, you, 
there was even a consideration of getting rid of him. Well, I, I, like the, the, the front office said there wasn't. No, but what what I'm saying is like I don't think it's a big people making a big deal that like oh yeah well you know if he doesn't get through with this team then you know he should be no no this team was just still just was still just recently uh, constructed. Especially with Chris Paul coming in the mix. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, of course with Chris Paul, you know you want to wait on that. What I'm saying like this is this is a good team. I know we were talking about the other day, Greg. Um, people were asking you specifically because people like to bang on you now. Um, Paul. If you know it's a failure that they didn't that they didn't get through to the finals. No, I mean the well the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I don't think so. What do you think? I I don't lose that game, or did Toronto win that game? <laughs> I think that there are going to be possessions in that game where you look at for the Sixers that you be like, hey, why were there three 24-second shot clock violations in the final, like, three minutes of the game? Uh, why are you going to let the Raptors get all the rebounds? In, yes, like, why, why did the Raptors ba- – basically none of the Sixers boxed out. But counter that, the Sixers were still there at the end of the game. Jimmy Butler – Turned it on those last couple of possessions. The team, J.J. Redick actually hit a big-time bucket in crunch time for the first time in his career, probably. Uh, And they were there. It was 90-90 with four seconds to go. And Kawhi Leonard took the shot that you wanted him to take out of everything, Go running away from the hoop, it's out of like, bounds. It's a good shooting defense. Over like, Joel Embiid, your best defensive player, literally shooting over his outstretched palm, and it took four bounces to go in. The Raptors deserved that series win. It was a great win for them. Wow. Uh, Ibaka was huge in Game 7 coming Very off big. the bench. Very big. Uh, Kyle Lowry was mad. Lowry was pretty solid. I will, I will um, give it to him. I'm not a big Lowry fan because he's um, not a playoff Lowry, but I'll give it to yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, but I also do think the Sixers should be very proud of what they did considering and, and the amount of time they were able to play together with that And we team. talk about that, and Joel Embiid was sick for the majority of the series. Yep. A healthy Embiid will, would, I mean, I'm not saying it would turn everything around. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what would have happened. Obviously, we'll never know. But Embiid would not have scored just 11 points. To tell you so, the, dr- the dramatic impact that Embiid has on the Sixers, when Embiid was on the court during the series, the Sixers were plus 90. I saw that. And when he was on the bench, they were minus 109. The only person that was better than that is Andre Turan. Yeah, one year, <laughs> one year when I was playing. Middle um, school? You know, I was Kiwi like, football, actually. No, I was playing I was playing at Shanghai. I actually was oh, no, was no. You're right. You're right. No, there was middle school. There was middle <laughs> school. And Shanghai. I was I was plus one thirty seven on the floor. My team was minus one twenty two. Because he was playing by himself. Actually, that was that was the story. Should we actually dive into like a, the actual reason we're doing this spot? Or we already started. yeah, we already started. So what are, what you are you talking about? about? We want to go back to Portland, Denver, yeah. real quick. Why did Why did we include this guy? I don't know. Wow. Is it because I'm French? Yes. Yeah. That's right. We needed a color commentator. Yes. I don't. First of all, I won't see colors. What do okay. you? No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, really? That's I need you. To, you don't I need you it. to break down the X's sure. and O's. That's sure. why we needed you here. Sure. That's what they all say. <laughs> and when we say X's and O's, we're not talking about hugs and kisses. Well, it should be hugs and kisses. This spot should be more friendly. That's why we only have two listeners. To segue, we are a Denver friendly pod. Yes. And Psych. But <laughs> a little bit short. CJ, so. call me Big Papa. I don't we call him. Is that his? Is that that should be. 
Did you see that he compared his block on uh, on Jamal Murray to the mini uh, LeBron block on I- Iggy uh, from a couple years ago? He's hilarious, bro. Them, them Ohio boys. <coughs> Something special. I think... I, I great really, series, though. Honestly, we, we were gifted two, 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 two great, great game series. Sevens. Yes. Yes. Like, this Sunday was sick. Yes. Because Game of Thrones was just as bloody as it got. I was... I was pumped. <laughs> And then two game sevens, like, coming down to the wire. Was that really Aaron Rodgers? Apparently so, yeah. Nice. He's not the king of the north in that show, let he me just, tell you. It looks like, you know, what happened to the Packers this year, you know. Oh, yeah. He's in the middle of a bunch of flames. Wait, no, this is NBA, but we can't do that now. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but great, great, two great game sevens. Um, Denver showed up, you know, and, and you know, they had the advantage because they were at home. They, they're, they've been incredible at home. They have the best record in the NBA for uh, – their home record, right, Greg? I believe so, yeah. So they were coming in kind of probably a favorite. And and Dame poured it in, but CJ McCollum, guys, just really coming out, the coming out party of CJ, I guess, in, in big-time moment, um, giving his team what they needed to advance. What do we make of that? Did, is that what we expected? You guys weren't because you guys are a Denver-friendly pod. I'm, I'm not. I mean, if you go back to our last pod, I predicted uh, the Blazers in seven. We all predicted so the Blazers. They, they, no, he picked Denver in seven. That's because he said, I don't want to be like everyone else. That I is true. Pick. That is 100% true. Blazers in seven. So yes. So right. we were both I right, I said actually. the Blazers in four, but that's uh, me being irrational. But I think that, uh, no, like you said, it was really cool to see both game sevens be very ugly going down to the wire. And Damian Lillard, who everyone had expected to kind of go off again in the second series, did struggle a little bit in this series against bit. the Nuggets. They did a he good was job like 0-9, sending I think, him first half. Yeah, sending him some. Def- yeah, he uh, he ended up going three for seventeen in this one for thirteen points. Um, and and it was CJ that that took the load. But I mean, he was seventeen for twenty nine. So it's not like he was he was you know. Not he did, he had to take a high volume of shots to really get it going, and it was playing in the mid range. You know, CJ had the speed to get around and and pull up, and he was hitting his his mid range game. I like what he was doing. I like what he was doing. Um, kind of creating, kind of creating and getting to the hole, especially on yeah. the stretch. Yeah, you know, I want to say mo- he's he is a shooter, and for him to, to to take a guy off the dribble and get to the hole on a consistent basis down the stretch. I think proved to be kind of big because those are higher percentage shots. Like yeah. you said, great, and then you have a chance to get to the line. I think he showed okay. us how like how he expanded his game over the couple of, last couple of years. You know, he he went from being you know the very like second guy that you might want to look to if he's open and whatnot to a creator. He can step back and hit a jumper in your face. He can drive it to the lane and be faster, quicker than you, and also with the handles. Like he can break your ankles if he wants to. He really expanded his game on a lot of things, on a lot of minor details that showed in that game seven because the shots that he took some of them were smart shots some of them were tough shots that you clearly like see that he practiced on those like he was ready for that moment and i think you know it, go all, it goes all the way back to them being swept uh, against the pelicans the year before in the first round of the western uh conference playoffs and you know he said in a multiple post-conference uh post-game conferences like oh, post-game interviews press conferences that would be the easiest word, but that makes too much sense. Therefore, I won't use that. The post-game conference of the presser. Is that what I'm going to refer post-game to? Post-game conference with the press. As well. That would be easy. Including microphones. Um, 
he did say, you know, he did not want to go home early this time and he wanted to take it over. And what he what he's really done to, for this team is shown that he can be their primary scorer if Damon Lewis being either is having an off night, is being defended really well. Um, and that shows a lot for me for the series coming up because I think Clay Thompson will be guarding Dame Lillard most likely. And CJ might need to step up in that scoring role because Dame will be more limited than usual. Uh, obviously, he's still going to get his, but I think CJ is expected to bring that intensity and that level of um, of basketball every single game if if Portland wants to win this this series against the Warriors. What do you What do you guys think? Um. Well, actually, I just want to go back to to the Denver side real I quick. I will shut up real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> before we before we preview, you know, I thought it was a nice transition. Um, I, I do also think it was a nice transition, which I ruined. Um, so I think that you're looking at Denver. You you've got to say kind of like the Sixers. You're very proud of how far they made it. Um, the tough part for them, though, unlike the the Sixers, is that they were the two seed. They were the home team. They they were the one making the deep, uh, the expected to make the deep run to to push to yeah. the the Western Conference Finals. And Nikola Jokic came to play in both playoff series. In yes. Game 7, he scored 29 points in a role he doesn't usually do, which is carry the the, the scoring. Uh, he only had two assists, which isn't his game. Um, I mean, it isn't usually his game. He is generally the facilitator. Um, and Jokic did what he needed to do, and I think it fell upon just one other guy to, to come up big. And... None of Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, or Paul Millsap really stepped up in crunch time. Um, they had moments in the game where they, they took off for stretches. I remember st- sequence where Gary Harris just went off for a few back-to-back baskets. Dunked on them boys at one point. Um, which is nice to see. And and I think the Denver, again, they did an extremely good job defending uh, Dame Lillard on the perimeter, throwing out long guys like Torrey Craig uh, and Gary Harris, defending him at times. But I think... My question to you, Dre, would be, should the Nuggets feel, similar to your question about the Sixers, should they feel any disappointment in that, like, this is a very young group that definitely, that that by most over-exceeded their expectations, and they might not have the same exact scenario where the matchups fall the right way for them, that they could line up to face the Warriors in the conference finals as opposed to early on. We don't know if this same team with the pieces that they may add in the offseason can get that same uh, shot. I don't. <clears throat> I think what you saw in them transpiring was the fact that Portland has been on this stage on a consistent basis. You know, they, even though, you know, we like to kind of magnify them getting swept last year, before that, you know, there was times where they were matching with Golden State and playing them tough and scrappy. Golden State might end up winning like 4-1 or something of that nature. But they were playing, they they know these moments. And, and Denver, I don't know. Yes, you're disappointed because I mean you lose on your home on your home court. And this, like Louis alluded to, this is a team that is elite at home. Um, in those moments down the stretch when I really counted, this this is really your game to grab, especially because Dane wasn't going off like that. And the fact that you were mentioning that even though McCollum had 37, he had to scratch and work for the, for that 37. So it's and I I think I was I was telling Louie at another point in time, I really naturally believe that the Nuggets was a team that that didn't need really a number a true number two because of the the the, the type of offense they run where it's just kind of just flowing ball movement and Spurs like yeah they're just they're just passing kicking moving the ball of course Jokic is at center of all that so you don't really necessarily need number two, two uh, true number two, 
But if Murray or Harris or somebody like that was able to step up during that time, it makes their offense even more dangerous. Because then if the defense starts collapsing to those guys on perimeters, that should then make their offense become even more efficient. Because if you're just making one extra pass every time, somebody's going to be open for a wide open shot if another guy is hot outside of Jokic. Because a lot of times Jokic, correct me if I'm wrong, is sitting around that free throw, free throw line, kind of sitting in the middle of it all, so he can distribute whether he's where he's going, either going back to the basket, um, trying to post up, um, or he, he's kicking it back up to the perimeter. Then he might roll, run some 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 screen action. Like he he's he's <laughs> he's in a space where he can facilitate to a lot of guys. So if the defense is already kind of maybe leaning towards Jokic a little bit, you have one of those guys on the perimeter, like I said, whether a Harris or a Murray, who are, who are hot and they're kicking it to him. Now the defense is collapsing to them. It just makes the flow of that ball movement even more dangerous. And I think down the stretch, you didn't necessarily see that. Um, and I think it was kind of comfortable. Also, I mean, the game was a, it was a four-point game on the paper, but that was a comfortable win for, for Portland. They, I mean, what's yeah, going on? I, yeah. I think the last couple minutes, yeah, it, the was, last couple minutes was, it was not as close. Exactly, as and they had to foul and do things of that nature. Yeah. So it really necessarily wasn't even as close down the stretch as, as to what the paper says. Once CJ hit that jumper, it was over pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But that just so. shows, I mean, to me, that just shows that Denver, as good of a team as they are, needs that elite score that they can go to. Because if you think about it, you can be a great team, but great teams need a great player. You know, and that, that it doesn't matter how good you are and everything. Like, even the Spurs, they were a great team, but they had great players. Tim Duncan is a great player. You know, Danubili is a great player. And the more you look at it, the Denver doesn't have that. Like someone like KD or LeBron James on the Denver Nuggets, it would be terrifying. Let me ask you two this question: Do you think? I mean, because we Jokic is going to be is going to be a first in all NBA guy. We I would we would agree, right? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Do you think in that in today's game, as far as somebody closing the game, even though Jokic is a great guy, you need a guy that can yeah that can be that can be more of a ball handler, an ISO guy. Yeah. And in those minutes, we're not. Necessarily considered about moving the ball, just kind of can I beat this man one on one to get a bucket? You can't, you cannot win a game with Nikola Jokic closing. I don't believe that. I think that so you're asking me closing like he, I if I need Nikola Jokic to get the last like, bucket, yeah, like or even down a stretch, like because closing isn't just last shot, you know, close because I think clutch and clutch time, clutch time was the last. Can Nikola Jokic be as efficient as Kawhi Leonard, I guess, is what he's saying. No, no. I no, no, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, if we look at the way the game is played now, for, it, is, it is an extremely ISO-heavy game. Mm. And a lot of times down the stretch, you'll see guys ISO and take on, go one-on-one. Go what I'm saying is, I guess there's usually not an extra pass mm-hmm. to win the game. Yeah. And because the Nuggets, a lot of times, do, depend on that extra pass and don't necessarily yeah. have that guy on the front row with ISO, yeah. do you think that, that, that hurts them in, in today's game? So I think that I, I, I would say that Nikola Jokic, in my opinion, is probably the best offensive center in the game. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that he can't do, to your point, is probably NBA. offensively, yeah, I think so. I think just because he can see out of a double team a lot faster, I was just uh, wondering, yeah. he, can, he can keep uh, – he doesn't turn the ball over as much. Um yeah, I, I think that the the one thing that he can't do, like to your point, is that he can't, you know, take it from the top of the key and then ISO try and like break a guy down. Now he can take the shot. Like I have no if if you give the ball to him at the top of the key just to to take a three, I, that's a fine shot for it's me because Jokic shooter. is a really solid uh, shooter. But I think 
the the piece that's missing and the piece that they might have and they're not sure about is Michael Porter Jr., who missed this entire season um, with that back injury. And now they're going to get another look at him in the summer league. And he's smooth. And, like, and, he's and smooth. that was his, his, his MO out of high school is that he's a very smooth scorer. Um, you know, he's probably going to play the three, I imagine. Uh, I don't know if I like if him there. Retain, if but, they retain Melsep, probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's the guy I think that they hope becomes that ISO score down the stretch. Um, do I think that you need that always? I think that you can, if you have a coach that runs really good out of, uh, play, plays out of the timeout, you can always create that shot. So I don't think you need it, but it is definitely beneficial to have that. So I'm going to say this. Oh, God. I'm going to say this. <laughs> you, you know when he has a smirk on his face. You know, know who they should have freaking subbed into the game? Down the stretch. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> it's IT time, baby. Isaiah, get in there. Give me 12. Give me 12 points this quarter. I need you. As much as we joke about it. I love Isaiah. And as much as we want Isaiah Thomas to be in, and as much as he should have been in, the problem is defensively, guys. You cannot put Isaiah Thomas on the court. <laughs> he would give you the buckets. But here's my point to so go back to Greg's point. It, it makes sense. If you have, you know, someone who's a genius and calls plays like a god out of timeout. I don't know if he has to be a genius or a god. Well, but... no, but like, with a team like Denver, I'm sorry. I think you do need, like, that level of, of excellence in terms of, of I play I think the calling. problem is that since they don't have five score, like, Torrey yeah. Craig isn't a score. No. And that's the thing, and that's the, that's the, I think that's that's what was really funny is when you look at the matchup, neither team had the wing. The wing. Yeah. That usually most teams have. You know, most teams have a good wing, no matter what. Even even Golden State now, they can play Iggy at a wing, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think I'll take Iggy in a heartbeat uh, over Torrey Craig. You know what I mean? But you do need a guy that you know is going to get you buckets. And the thing is that even without a wing, Portland had two players who could do that. So even if one guy is kind of off or is being defended well on, you got the other guy who can figure it out. And whereas Denver, they have two incons- inconsistent guards who are good but are not nowhere near as good as the as their opponents. And then you have a center who's as good as he is. He cannot create off the dribble. He cannot get by a player he can shoot if he has an i don't know if you've seen his his post moves are pretty solid they're pretty solid down in the post good in the post (laughs) don't get me wrong but if you need someone to get a shot off i would not believe that Nikola Jokic is your guy Nikola Jokic cannot do what Kawhi leonard does no of course you know what i mean yeah and i think that ultimately denver needs to get that that go-to guy to get buckets michael porter jr i I completely forgot about it is a very good point because the way he played in high school, obviously, we didn't get to see him play in college, unfortunately, and kind of wish we did because of his physicality and see how he matches up against better competition. But out of high school, incredible score. Finds different ways and multiple ways to get to the basket. Finds ways to get a shot off. He's a very versatile in his scoring. If he can bring that to the next level and if they can groom him into the player that he, could, he can become, Denver has everything in-house. And they don't need to go spend a ton of money outside. They don't need to go crazy in trades. They just need to groom him the right way. And that would be really interesting to see how they evolve. But I think if you're Denver, you're not disappointed. I think you went as far as you could go. You did everything you could. They went to two game sevens in two series against a great Spurs team, no matter what anyone says, directed by the best coach in NBA history. And then against a really good Portland Trailblazers team without their star center, but still with one of the hottest guys in the NBA right now. And his 
shooting guard who's also a baller. If you're Denver, you made the playoffs easily. You had the best home record. You dominated people, you know, the entire regular season. You had a great season. You had a solid playoff run. You can build on that. Mike Malone should be happy. His players should be happy. Everything needs to stay the same. Try to retain the guy. Play Isaiah Thomas next year. Let's see where it goes. But ultimately, I think the best team won for both cases, for both uh, series in the East and in the West. And I think that's what really matters. Yep. And that is my TED Talk. Let's, I'm uh, moving on to the finals. Let's. Well, I, I do want to just do quick takes of the Keep other the transition, dude. Well, <laughs> Every time I'm like lining <laughs> it up, lining it I, up. I'm laying I it just, up. I, I just, I just want to do quick talks about uh, Warriors, Rockets, and Bucks, Celtics because we didn't really talk about those two. Uh, Only if all. we can talk about backwards hat, Greg, best Greg. You look like a I don't know. Backwards hat, Greg also isn't doesn't really comp to I got money, Greg. That's, that's I got money back. <laughs> that's scary, that's my favorite. I got <laughs> re, re, refund, Greg. How about, how about Red Dead, Greg? Oh my god, Red Dead, Greg is a psycho. <laughs> so is I so would take. Hat, I would take. Is, I got money. Red Dead, backwards hat. Backwards hat, Dead. Uh, <laughs> backwards hat, Greg is in the middle. No, I, I, I happy medium. I think he's bottom three. Oh yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Okay. Because I got money, Greg, on another level. All right, so Rockets for Warriors, though? Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Transition, Rockets, speaking, speaking, speaking of backwards, hat, let's talk about James Harden, shall we? So, yeah, uh, Warriors Warriors took this one in six. The big thing, though, was that in game five, KD went down with the, the calf strain. Um, he'll, he'll be out game one of the Western Conference Finals. Possibly uh, And two. potentially the second game. Um, but... Looking at Game Six, where everyone was expecting the the, the Rockets to to take that one, kind of go the reverse of last year's series, where the the Rockets lost CP and then lost in seven. We could see you know this series go to seven. Then with Warriors without Durant, didn't happen. Steph Curry came to play in the second half to show everyone, and Andre Iguodala woke up and showed everyone that he well, is a great dare. player. You see, um, give me that so, playoff, Larry. Give me playoff Iggy, baby. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, they they Left they win play. in Houston, one eighteen to one thirteen, um, and and we're getting Warriors again as some chalk, you know. But what were just any quick takes for this series? Uh, any disappointments or anything that you thought that? Uh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm specifically on the last game. I'm gonna tell y'all what my daddy told me. I was watching, I was watching games on Facetime with my dad. He said, "Son, I'm telling you, I'm watching the Rockets. They're winning right now, but." They keep letting these, let these boys stay in the game. They're going to beat that ass. I said, huh? So you heard me? They keep keep letting them in. Curry, he, he going to catch it. He going to catch five. What Curry do? Catch five. I mean, listen to your fathers out there. That's what I'm saying. I love my, fa- my favorite tweet of the night was <laughs> Steph Curry really gave a 30-point um, – uh, what was it? A thirty-point head start to the Rockets, and they still lost. <laughs> and I was crying, bro. You cannot. Okay, first of all, if you're the Rockets, you cannot lose after holding Curry to zero points. A whole, obviously, they didn't hold him. He just didn't figure it out. But he finished the game with thirty-three after an atrocious first half. Atrocious. First of all, yeah, that's first of all. Marks are great players. Horrendous. Turn a game around right away. Despicable. He did that. Second of all, there are two things. Do not do not sleep on James Harden. I am not a Harden fan by what whatsoever. I hate his flopping. I hate his antics on the court. He's a great basketball player. Wow, I didn't realize that Louis didn't like good basketball players. Go ahead. 
All right, playoff Larry. <laughs> yeah, doesn't like good basketball players. Go ahead. Playoff Larry, please. <laughs> He's flexing <laughs> on me. Um, James Harden literally did what Kawhi did, like did for the Houston Rockets what Kawhi did with the Raptors. Carried them the entire way. Chris Paul was inconsistent. He had one game where he went off. Clint Capella, I don't think I've heard his name the entire postseason. You just said it. Thank you. For sure. <laughs> and the rest of the team is just absent. And when you have a Warriors team where... Hold on, hold on. Eric Gordon was going off. He was? Yeah. Eric Gordon My, was I'm sorry. Going I'm sorry. Eric Gordon was... He, he had a bad game six. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And that's the issue. And if you <laughs> if you want to beat the if you want to beat the Warriors, you have to be on your A game every single game. Because even though you bring your hundred percent and you go and you play near perfection, they're still going to take you to Game Seven. And if you dare miss one step, it's over. Steph had a dislocated finger, could pr- barely handle the ball at one point. And it seemed in Game Six, he was holding it every time he didn't have the ball, and he still caught fire. There was the defense was atrocious in the second half. They completely let them go. Iggy went off because Iggy's my guy. If I told you that you were gonna have a playoff game where James Harden went for thirty-five, eight and five, and Chris Paul was gonna go off for twenty-seven, eleven and six, generally you would expect yeah, that they, to be they a W. Blew them out. Yeah, they blew anyone out of the water. But. When you have a game from Eric Gordon when he scores nine points and is a minus 15, uh, when Clint Capella – Clint Capella had a double-double, a straight-up 10 and 10. That's he was horrible. a minus 12. Horrible. He was he – You can give me a double-double as a Clint Capella, as a starting center. You – no. He was – he was – he was run off the court this series. Yeah. And it was just not – it was not he, a good time for he him. He made Kevin Looney look like a uh, – <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he made Kevin Looney look like an all-star. Like – he, Looney was like the Tristan Thompson that the Cavs had, you know, when he grabbed all those boards, like, and he got that $82 million contract for no reason. That was, That's what Looney did. Low-key Sixers bench depth target. <laughs> Not a bad idea, by the way. But I'm just saying, Looney pulled a Tristan Thompson on the Houston Rockets, and the Rockets were like, you know what? We, we'll win next year. That's what, that's what the Rockets say. The Rockets are like, we'll win next year. <laughs> we run it back. We'll win next year. <laughs> we still have Chris for three years. and it's like, He's only getting older. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Age, laughs> <age, laughs> only paying him more. But that's the problem. You know what we should do here? We should target Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chris Paul. It all came but, full but that, circle. But that's what I was saying. Greg, Greg had a great point earlier today when I was talking to him. He was saying like, the, the Rockets are in the worst situation this offseason. They have no one they can get, get rid of. They have no money. Endurable stress. Like, that's the anti-Christ of the process. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. I'm sorry, but, like, oh they, they ran their course. Oh okay, here's the question for me. Here's the question from me to you. Have the Houston Rockets run their course? Is this over? Are we seeing, in, are we seeing them dom- being as a force in the, in the West again? I don't think so. I, I think that you we were having the same conversation last year, and they were arguably a better team this year than last year. Um, I think that it, it honestly just comes down to, in a playoff series, Can you guys have to stay consistent. And then the other thing it comes down to is you're playing probably one of the 10 best teams of all time. And when you're playing one of the 10 best teams of all time, 
you're probably gonna lose. But when you made okay, and I agree with that. But when you made moves, Dre, when you made moves to literally like you said uh, in public, we are making moves to beat the Warriors. Hold up, fellas, my mic is falling off the table. <laughs> Your dignity is falling. Bro, why do people keep coming in our freaking pod room and screwing everything up? <laughs> We're just in here trying to do the Lord's work. I don't think the Lord is doing it. I don't know if I feel like editing this. Hey! <laughs> I'm, I'm not editing this. God dang it, man. <laughs> How am I supposed to do quality work, man? <laughs> I'm already broke. So, Dre. <laughs> Sorry. We've seen them make moves to beat the Warriors, to focus on the Warriors, given their top 10 team of all time and whatnot. Can you do anything else besides bring a consistent A game in the player series besides to win against them? Like, will the Rockets ever win against the Warriors? No. No. (laughs) Maybe once KD leaves. Will Katie leaves? Possibly. Will Katie leave? And when Clay, Clay I can't wait for Katie. Plot twist: Katie stays, Clay leaves, and everything is. Warriors running back again. (laughs) I don't know. No, Clay goes to (laughs) Clippers with Kawhi. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see Steph against Clay. I just really hope the Clippers get a haul this summer, so the Lakers just can continue to sit in their mediocrity. Okay, Even that's not as, the topic. That's as not. a Lakers fan, we have, we're, we're going to hit stop. stuff like that later. Hold on, let's um, let's let's talk about Celtics Bucks real quick because like that was that. the other series. Um, but <laughs> summed up, Bucks uh, took them in five. Took them in five. Well, the Celtics me, me we have our feet in our mouths. Um, we're sweating it. We're not sweating it a week ago. No, I wasn't, and and I still am not. <laughs> I mean, complete denial. Still. I still, I just don't know who to blame. Like, oh, I know. I, who I, to think, blame. I, I think it's because I don't know why they were losing. Still, like, does that make sense? Like, we know generally why, but at the same time, it's like, why? So I think that there were certain. I will say there were certain decisions that Brad Stevens. Speak carefully. Uh, Brad Stevens could have done better with so they need in to terms of back? yes they need to fire Brad Stevens uh, then they pick up Lionel Hollins no, off of the coaching no, market you get Tyron Lue and then you hire <laughs> and then you David Blatt as an assistant coach and then you trade Kyrie you you sign and trade Kyrie, Kyrie to the Lakers for, for LeBron that way LeBron plays under Ty Lue again and then you get Anthony Davis in a quadruple trade. <laughs> For Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, and Clint Capella. Oh. And I don't Reggie know where they all go. We're Reggie, Reggie Jackson, Jackson is um, going somewhere. See, everyone <laughs> didn't realize LeBron didn't need to be surrounded by playmakers. He needed to be surrounded by rim runners. So if you can just surround him with centers, nobody can stop you. You're not wrong. <laughs> Demarcus Cousins, Anthony so, Davis, and LeBron James. Oh, my God. Uh, Boston, Boston Celtics, longtime fan. First time caller. Long time uh, fan. <laughs> disappointment would not do enough justice for what I'm feeling. Um, Kyrie took about 47 shots. No, 60 shots in about two games. Uh, made about three of them. Um, he cannot be the number one option for a team in order to win. He wow. proved that. And I know it's a bold statement because I did think that he could do that. Turns out he can't because he matured. He's not the point guard from the Cleveland Cavaliers before LeBron joined him. Well, he did well with the team, but he could not carry them anywhere, mainly because the roster was horrible. Let me... I'm not done talking. Okay. 
Are you okay. are you getting to a really big point? Because I have a quick question for you. Okay, you go ahead. You sure? Yeah, now okay. I'm about to go off. Okay, all right. So it's time for one of those Audrey Turan random comparisons. Oh, I like that. That's my favorite. What's your favorite? We should have music. Are, is everybody here, is their favorite Starburst pink? No. No? Is orange acceptable? Okay, never mind. Just go, Chris. Come on, it's red or you're dead. That's you're, it. You're That's crazy. it. That's Starburst. So, no one loves red the best. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we really going to have this yeah, song? Only, right only someone who likes Calorie yeah. would do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, Yo, those Toronto jerseys, though, fire. Just That's saying. why they I'll, won. That's what I always say. said. Also, I did. I, what did I say? We said Greg? we said what did the I Nuggets say, were going to lose because of those jerseys that they wore that day. I said that the terrible. Nuggets would lose. They should have won. Should have won the rainbow. They were up three points. They were up three points. And Greg and I said they're done. Their jerseys are not that good. Over. Poland wins because they have the better jerseys. Not their fault. Not my fault. Didn't decide it. The fate did. Boston Celtics. Here we go. Brad Stevens. Big respect to him, because it takes a bigger man to acknowledge what he did wrong. Yes. And he did that. Yes. And that, to me, is the mark of a great coach you want in your organization. He should be fired. He can <laughs> trade him for <laughs> trade him for Brett Brown. Yes. And just we straight should up, just fl- yep, flip flop them. Honestly, just flip all the rosters, just different yeah. cities. Uh, Philly, Big Celtics, and the Boston uh, 76ers. 2019 fantasy draft. Boom. 2K that thing. Yep. But no, it takes a big man to acknowledge the mistakes that he's made. He's made multiple and countless mistakes throughout the regular season. That's why his team was not performing as well as they should have. He made multiple mistakes throughout the series and throughout the entire postseason because we all thought Harford, you know, Harford really started well playing and matching up against Giannis. Then Giannis was like, you know what? I warmed up. I'm ready. I know what they're going to do. Also, big credit to Mike Budenholzer, who really dominated Brad Stevens from front to end. Uh, like, that was not even a question. Like, he, the game plan was just perfect. The the Bucks' decision to... Because one of the questions going was, like, how were they going to guard yeah. Al Horford on the perimeter, especially in those pick-and-pops with Kyrie? Yeah. But Budenholzer was just like, you know, go for it. Horford, just keep, just keep shooting that three. We'll let you go all day from there. And that's what the Bucks did all of the regular season, too. They were like, hit the three. That's okay. We'll let you shoot the threes because we can get you in transition. We have Giannis to take the, the to, to drive on anybody that you have to defend him. And then we're going to just kick it out to Brooke Lopez, Brogdon, you know, all the shooters that we've acquired. And it worked. And one more secret weapon. George freaking Hill. George Hill we did come George out to Hill. play. He did George come out to Hill. play. 14 if and you, a half. If that's you had told, okay, if you had told me that George Hill and Pat Connaught, I don't even know how to say his name, yeah, would be better than Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum. Well, we should have known that both George Hill and Rodney Hood were going to ball out in their playoff series because they left LeBron last year. So, just saying. George Hill, I could expect. But Pat, whatever his last name is, it's Irish, so I can't really do well. But Pat Connaughton? That's not tough to say. Come on now. Connaughton. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough for me because there's an <laughs> A-U-G-H-T-O-N that we completely forget about. Welcome to America. Can you imagine how good the Bucks would have been if Dante DiVincenzo did not get injured earlier this year? I, he would have been the MVP of that series. I'm Anyways, I get, I, get that, I get that the Bucks have an MVP caliber player in Giannis. I get that. I get that they have a good roster. They have a good team. They have good chemistry. The Celtics completely unraveled because they don't have a real leader. They don't have good subs. They didn't have good subs. Marcus Smart came back. We thought, oh, my gosh, finally, something's going to happen. Guess what? Even worse. And the one guy that I feel really bad for is Terry Rozier. Why? Because he said, first of all, I was in tears. He said, I sacrificed the most out of anyone this season. And for what? He didn't do well at all. 
Exactly. No, but he didn't do well. Hey, great. Uh, technically, did he, he do, sacri- did, did they he do sacrificed well when he started? Did they do well when he started last year? Uh, that was last year. They went to finals. Show up. Show up in your role. You're not wrong. It's very easy to do. But I was feeling bad for him. <laughs> now it's not like not you're, isn't you're an mind. NBA athlete. That's what a baby is. It's your saying. goal. <laughs> you're not scared. It's either I'm a starter or I'm nothing. Exactly. <laughs> That's the Andre Turan way. That's, That's the true. Andre Turan way. He, why in high school, they told him, hey, do you want to take a lesser role so our team can be great? And Turan was like, no, I'm the starter here. Actually, really what they did was just kind of blackballed me because they didn't like my dad. So basically, I was, <laughs> that I was, was a was both ways. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Back in safety. Why did you I played 106 games the first play, the first, the first game. Then by the sixth game, I played six plays, and all of my offers from college went out the window. And so now I'm going to D3 school, and now I'm here with you guys. In the best journalism school in the world. Yep. So, so not, they not can too blow bad. me. Not too. Oh, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Can we put the buzzer like. I have, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> can we put that in? Um, <laughs> the Celtics have unraveled and they need uh, a new change of pace. I don't think that bringing Anthony Davis would do anything because that would literally be the same situation that the Pelicans are in right now with no one except for a really good power forward slash center. You have good young pieces. They haven't really delivered yet. It, it could be it could be a sophomore slump. Maybe Jason Tatum will come out of his shell. Maybe Jalen Brown will finally come out of his shell. I don't know what Danny H is going to do, but something needs to happen. I think Kyrie is going to the Lakers, even though Stephen A. Smith said no way in hell. Um, Kyrie Irving will be gone. Who would you say to Stephen A. in his face? I love you. Please hire me. Smart man. Yeah. Okay, so real quick before we, we do our actual previews for the conference finals, we have now the the Celtics losing. So Kyrie Irving might be out. Al Horford has a player option. Sixers, you have Butler, who's a free agent now. Tobias Harris is a free agent. Keep him. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to be a free agent at the end of this year whenever that That's ends. That's the biggest question mark. Um, so a lot of questions, obviously. What, what do you think right now? I, I don't. We're gonna have plenty of time to talk about the offseason about this dream. I want just your dream scenario, the, like what you want to happen. Whether whether that just be really biased, something that reasonably could happen. What would you want to happen? Reasonably, reasonably. Reggie Jackson. Goes to- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I would love to see a Laker. Uh, so we can throw uh, AD in there I too. Would, I would love a- to see an LA rivalry. Um, in the same building become yes. a thing mm-hmm. like was because we had the Clippers and the Lakers like when Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan were, were a thing but the Lakers were not never as good mm-hmm. because it was aging Kobe mm-hmm. aging Pau Gasol and whatnot but something along the lines of Kawhi and uh, let's say Clay for the Clippers against like a LeBron plus AD I don't know if that will happen I'm obviously you, I'm gonna tell you will be perfect there okay so but LA get will tell us so you true. go Ka- Kawhi and Clay both in Clippers uniforms, Kyrie does come to the Lakers, and the Lakers randomly pick up like a Chris Middleton or something. That would be absolutely ridiculous. You'd have that over an Anthony Davis and LeBron. Because these two guys already know how to play with each other, they have won a championship together. I don't know and what you acquire. Here's my biggest question: Kawhi Leonard, I have no idea what he wants. No one knows. Because for the first time in my entire life, I saw him actually smiling when he hit that shot. Was it more about him? Or was it more about the team? Exactly. No idea. <laughs> Did he say, I am moving on to the Eastern Finals or we are moving on to the Eastern Finals? Is he going to go to Clippers? Is he going to go to the Pelicans? Is he going to go to Canada again? I don't know. I have no idea what he's going to do. What would be your ideal situation? 
obviously besides keeping Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Uh, I want Kawhi back in Toronto. I want I I do competitive East would be fun. I I want I am going super East. So I want Kawhi in Toronto, <laughs> Jimmy and Tobias come back. I want Katie Kyrie in New York. Was that? Uh, I would. Oh my God! I would become the no because I'm I because no I'm promote. We're gonna talk about the lottery at some point later too. But I'm promoting I'm promoting Atlanta Hawks for for Zion. So no, I don't want that. Um, That'd be scary. AD is going. He's not going nowhere. To He's gonna stay there. They're not trading him. I don't. I don't because care. The Pelicans <laughs> are gonna win the lottery and they're gonna drive Zion. If you're AD, literally, I mean, honestly, the one thing that keeps me in the in the Pelicans uniform if it, if uh, the Pelicans get Zion. So Zion. Julius Randle is not enough for you. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the Celtics pick up Chris Randall, Middleton. Yikes! And then we have just the Atlantic Division is the East. The right way, the Celtics. <laughs> yes, the Boston Celtics. Um, I don't think, I don't think Tobias Harris will be uh, a Philly. That's fair. A Philly player. I can understand that. I could see him going. I could see him sticking around the East, though, because I think that there's Brooklyn. There's, there's on, a, on a personal brand level. I think that for him to make an All Star, <laughs> he might want to stick in the East. That's fair. All right. Let's let's. Uh, speaking of All Stars and staying in the East, let's go out west and talk I about the Western Conference job. Finals. You stole that from me. Where okay. we now have the Golden State Warriors, as predicted, and. As not predicted by almost anyone, the Portland Trailblazers. You know what? We should do like a bra- they should do like an NCAA bracket for NBA playoffs. And Portland all or nothing. Right? They do have an, they oh, do have an NBA bracket idiot. thing, yes. I'm sorry, what were you saying? Portland all or nothing. <laughs> I know we'll average 62 points, point, 62 so point, three points a game. Katie's out one and maybe two. Boogie Cousins, who apparently people are leaking that might he back. might come back, but that was report yesterday was like he's nowhere close to being back. So what, whatever you make of that, of what you will, Warriors it's going to six. be. Oh, okay. I maybe less. <laughs> they went at home too. They went two at home. I think they still won at in Portland. I think they still the final one in Portland, and then they Go get beat home. at home and they we they win and. Listen, I was talking to John Alphys about this. The greatest man ever. There's one team you do not want to face in a game six in your own home court, the Warriors. They will murder you on your home court in game six of any playoff series. Look at the track record. They, they won one, not one, but two NBA championship game six away. They destroyed, not destroyed, but they beat the Clippers and the, what's their name? The Thunder? Is that what we're talking about? No. Well, who's whose didn't, name? Didn't, didn't Clay go crazy? Also, yeah, Clay, Clay, go crazy? Clay went Clay's off in a game best, six. Clay's the best game six. Uh, Against the Thunder. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, does, he uh, went nuts. Player ever. <laughs> Clay <laughs> is now the best player I ever. Do, I, might do, I might look up some stats, but there's, I mean, there's something about them in game six where they're like, you know what? No one is watching us from like home. If you've made it this far into the pod, we're extremely loose with numbers right now, so it's fine. <laughs> numbers are a construct, really. Are they abstract? Yes. Do they change every day? Can you put the ball in the bucket? Is the question. Yes. Warriors in six. I don't think uh, Paul has enough um, assets to stop him. I think the big difference comes from the wing. I think uh, the bigger difference comes from KD. Because <laughs> once he's back, who's going to defend him? Whatever his name is. 
<laughs> Whatever his name is. Harkless or Aminu. They're going to roast like who's, Aminu does a good job against the, the Warriors for some reason. He's always pretty solid. But I like the matchup. I like the the guard The guard matchup is the most exciting one. You have Clay. You uh, have Seth defending. Curry versus Steph Curry. That's right. The biggest headline that you've ever seen in your life, Louis. First time in NBA history. Yeah. That two brothers are going face to face. Should have been a second. Also, there was a good question around the horn. Who do you think the parents are really rooting for? Because <laughs> they they say they flip a coin and whatnot to like choose what kid. Who do you think they're really? I want to say I'm gonna say that Mama I'll Curry. I'll tell you the answer. I'll tell you the answers for the around the horn. I'm gonna say Mama was. Curry is, loves Steph. I feel like Steph is her her. Because he's the firstborn. But I feel like Daddy Curry. It's like this dude's better than me, and I know <laughs> Steph isn't. So <laughs> that's my son, Greg. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, so the panelists said that the par- both parents are cheering for Steph because legacy-wise, he would have more rings than LeBron if he goes through. That's fair. Seth would be like a good, like, oh, sweet. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but... Congrats. I-, I kind of would like... I think if I'm a parent, I'm like, we want Seth to win one because then we can say we all have an NBA championship. Like, brother-wise. All right, Dre. What are you? What are your thoughts on this series? No, I do. But we had to get to Dre. I've always stuck on the fact that like I just don't feel like Portland has enough weapons. That's fair. But they've proved me wrong now twice. Okay, but they haven't proven you wrong. But they also playing the Warriors, and I'm afraid that when KD comes back, that KD is not going to miss a beat. He's not. Like he's going to scorch them. But I really want to see Dame get to the finals. I'm agreeing with <laughs> I'm agreeing with Louis. Hold on, what? You you what now? Uh the, the Warriors are gonna toast them. Uh I think it's gonna be Warriors in five. Yeah, I'm gonna I, go I think that I think that the Blazers are gonna win game one and everyone's gonna be like, Whoa I usually had that's usually how it goes with uh, and then I think the Warriors are gonna sweep <laughs> the rest of the way. See, I was thinking they're gonna I'll take I'll take Golden State in five. I think the first game the Warriors get by close. The second game, if KD doesn't play, they'll take that. Uh, Portland will take that. Mm. And then from there, it how How important is this series for Steph? For Steph's legacy. The first two games, he might play by himself. By himself with two other All-Stars, obviously. If he shows up, shows up in, in this series, can we finally like put the debates to bed about him not being a playoff caliber player? There are debates about this? There are, but I don't think there are. Which, are. which are the stupid. Yeah, so then what are we talking about? But like, can we finally say... Oh, uh, we should have already. Okay. This good. has no bearing on that. All right, to the East then. No, 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 hold on. One more question. Okay. For Greg specifically. Oh, why not me? I guess you can answer too. <laughs> I'll answer it then. Since like you're in the room. Split. I'll take it, Greg. If they do it. split an Oracle, you don't think Portland has been ballsy and gritty enough to get another one at home? I wouldn't be surprised... I wouldn't be surprised that's to see why them. So that's why I was yeah. him. Yeah. But I think I, I but I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be five. That's fair. I don't know what it is. I, I think I think the big thing is losing Rodney Hood is huge off of the bench because I don't know how long he's gonna yeah, be out. That's that's the um, big concern right there. They they just don't have the rotation in the wings and that's li- that's literally the thing you have to do now mind you, the Warriors bench this postseason not been good. <laughs> Has not talk, been great. Talk, 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 game six bench. But, but when you have 
four Hall of Famers. When they're when, when, whatever. When when the bench is clicking for the Warriors, the Warriors are unbeatable. Yeah. By a mile. You yeah. cannot win against the Warriors. And I think that the bench will be like, guys, we should Because I think Sean Livingston is going to retire pretty soon. I, I think. But I will put it this way. The, the Sixers bench is terrible right now. There were some players on the Sixers bench I would play over some of the players on the Warriors yeah. bench. That is, there are some no-names on that My bench. Shot? There yeah. are some yeah. process there, there are some process player Warriors bench players right now. All right, speaking of uh, process player Warriors, I don't know what I said. Uh, let's move to Kawhi Leonard. And <laughs> Just Kawhi. So, so Kawhi versus all of the Bucks. Kawhi versus all of the Bucks. Yes. The big, the biggest matchup, and I think like the most anticipated matchup in the finals is Kawhi against Giannis. Bucks and six. That sounds about right. Who'd say like why? Or should I say Kawhi? Oh, that's good. He said Kawhi. I'll be here. Well, he made all it week. As in, like, Thank you for listening to this episode of Lane by. <laughs> Dre, explain the joke because I don't think he got it. So what happened was... The who, the what, the where. No, no, no. He was talking about Kawhi Leonard, right? Yeah. But then when you were saying that Kawhi Leonard wouldn't win, he just used Kawhi's name to use the advantageous part of his name, Kawhi. But he just talks cut in front of it because he was already talking about him. So he was like, Kawhi. Get it now? You see how funny that is? Um, It was a pun. Yes. So, okay, I do think this will be a competitive series. Um, just simply because you have two of the best players in the Eastern Conference. Like, this is what you want from the get-go. It really is. But I think at this point, a lot... Uh, this series almost entirely hinges upon Pascal Siakam and where his development is as a player. Yep. In the Sixers series, he was awesome in those first two games, and then he just kind of fell off... The Sixers switched it up. They had Joel Embiid play him, just daring him to take threes. And he wasn't hitting a lot of the threes that he normally would make. Um, I don't know if that was because of the injury that he had uh, in game three kind of affecting him the rest of the way. He wasn't as effective as a driver. Um, but the Bucks just – can Kawhi Leonard carry the same – scoring burden if he has to defend Giannis Antetokounmpo for 30-plus minutes a game? First of all, that's what I was saying on the show that we had like five minutes ago, so I just want to take credit for the point that Greg is making. Who's Alvin Vitaly takes over? Are you plagiarizing Which call has less, will exert less energy energy, uh, on Antetokounmpo if they're constantly switching him and Middleton off on Kawhi, so I think that plays a role as well. Mm -hmm. The, it all comes down to Kyle Lowry being able to bring some offense. And Gasol, I think. Gasol, yeah, honestly, Gasol. Okay, let's, let me rephrase it. It all comes down to the Raptors figuring it out offensively without Kawhi. Yes. Because Kawhi will be double-teamed no matter what. And Giannis's length does not allow Kawhi to get easy layups, to get easy jumpers. Kawhi is going to have to work his butt off to get buckets and to get points. Especially with him switching with Chris Middleton. I don't know what the philosophy is going to be, if they're going to just like switch on every screen or whatever, because I think they have the length to do that, the Bucks, uh, that is. If the Raptors play the same defense that they have throughout the series against the Sixers, I think they can, they can really make it a series, uh, which I would agree with would bring it to six to seven games. But I do think that Kawhi needs that net number two to figure it out. And I don't know right now who... If there's a clear number two, Pascal Siakam was a clear number two during the regular season. I don't think he's that anymore because I think that once you play a, the same team over a period of time, like four or five, six games, you have the advantage of knowing what their habits is, what their spot is and stuff, so you can kind of game plan around it. And for that reason, I do believe the Bucks would take it in six if, as well. If they can, if the Raptors can smother all perimeter shooting, 
they'll be fine. Yeah. Because I think it comes down to a matter of fit, and I will say this till I go to my grave. I think they've done just a beautiful job of putting the correct pieces around Giannis. Like I've said this multiple times. I'll keep repeating. Capable defenders and guys who can shoot from range. And I think you always talk about how Brooke Lopez was such a big piece as well because that kind of clears up the Giannis' path to the bucket. Gasol cannot stay in the paint. <laughs> he no, will not be I able to. I, the only matchup that I do like for the Raptors is uh, Gasol and Ibaka uh, marking uh, Lopez. Do you take? Do you start Ibaka this series? No. No? Ibaka bites on every pump fake ever in history of mankind. I would start Gasol the, because he's better in the perimeter, but in the paint, it, and Ibaka. The, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, getting Gasol out into space, He now he isn't the same defender as he. In the interior, he's still really good, and that's why he could defend Embiid, and towards the end of that series, Embiid was just like, I can't be in the paint yeah. anymore. But if you put him out to the perimeter, and that's what Brook Lopez is doing, just drawing him out, and Giannis is just going to drive into that open space anyway against just Kawhi, they're going to be fine. That's the thing. They're going to be fine. If you do flip the switch, though, and if you do flip the scenario, if you look at Giannis ma- matching up against Kawhi, it's not a really easy matchup for Giannis at all. Because Kawhi can guard you everywhere. Yeah. And Ka- I, I, Kawhi was the toughest uh, matchup for him this whole and season. I, and I do believe that if, let's assume, those two cancel each other out, that's what that's pretty much brings it back to my point. Go to the, uh, the numbers on those games. If if the because I'm assuming the two are pretty much gonna cancel each other out in a way that they're all they're each gonna get like twenty and ten probably because uh, I think they're gonna cancel each other out I think that's just gonna be it if you that's why I'm trying to get Grant to go to the games now with the head to head matchups I was looking at it earlier I just I just can't remember verbatim but Giannis's scoring outputs weren't, weren't that high I don't think when he when he was playing when Kawhi was playing because Kawhi played three games yeah I think it was one game where. Giannis led the team scoring. He only had like 19 points. That's what I'm saying. So I think you go 2010, and that's why you need like this is when you need Calari, Calari's career, and is the def, the the definition of his career, and it all comes down to it. It all comes down to this Eastern Finals. If Calari shows up, Calari's career would have been successful. If not, I think he would have been another like good point guard who never made it far. But at the same time, we're looking at it. I think Ka- Kawhi struggled. On, I th- or one, one series, I think he might have had like. I mean, one game, I think he might have had like around thirty three. But, but but the other series, he was shooting like seven for twenty for the With the momentum he has right now. Yeah, but def- elite defense is elite defense. No, and that's what I'm saying. I think I think they're both going to get twenty ten. Twenty and ten. Um, and if Kawhi, Greg, Greg had a really good point the other uh, the other day when he said that Kawhi's ability to see out of see him out of a double team and out, out of you know like tough coverage, if he can figure that out and be able to become more of a passer, and bring you know Chris Middleton and Giannis in to kick it out, but first he needs to be able to see the floor. Second, he needs to have teammates that are hitting those shots. Danny Green has been completely irrelevant the entire time this postseason. But Danny Green is very solid when it comes to crunch time some, at some point. With the Spurs, he's been known to be the X factor for them a couple of times uh, when they were playing the Heat in like 2012, 2013. And if he can bring that same intensity on the biggest stage for the Raptors to finally make it to their first ever finals in uh, NBA history, I believe that they can make it. But that's why I kind of have the Bucks in six. But if, if the Bucks don't get in six, I think the Raptors get in seven. Uh, in the three head-to-head matchups of the regular season, Kawhi Leonard only scored above 20 points once. 
Uh, is it the same? But is it the same Kawhi Leonard to you like in the right list? Like yeah, he had yeah. he had thirty in one game, twenty in the other, sixteen in the other. Uh, is this the same Kawhi Leonard from the regular season than the postseason though? I, I mean, you can I yeah, you can say that he's playing out of his mind right now, but I would I was a genuine question. I would say not. I would say actually that he sort of tailed off to to regular Kawhi at the end of the Sixers series. True. It was the first couple games he was just insane in his efficiency, but games. Five, six, and seven, it was more human Kawhi. Uh, and mind you, you only need human Kawhi. Like, he, he can play at the level you need it, yeah. him to. Um, but ultimately, I just think that the Bucks just have a lot more depth and guys to really throw at the Raptors. I mean, the Sixers defensively could only throw Ben yeah. Simmons at Kawhi Leonard. They were and, and, and and just keep him beating the paint to protect the rim a little bit. Um, the Bucks have Giannis, Middleton, Malcolm Brogdon is a pretty great pretty great defender. Um, Brooke Lopez is no slouch in the paint. Like they have defenders to throw at him so that they don't need to have Giannis exert all of his energy for the whole game. Whereas on the other side, I think Kawhi needs to exert his energy to to size up and stop Giannis. And even if he forces Giannis to not take shots, Giannis's game is also as a facilitator. So he's just going to be like, "All right, I'm taking away a help defender." Yeah. So that's why I'm saying Pascal Siakam is key because the yeah. t- at times they had Siakam cover Giannis, and it was a it was a matchup that Giannis was still winning, but it, he was making him work. If, the length, if the Siakam, length is there. If can Siakam, if Siakam can do that consistently then I think it's going to be a deep series. That brings up a good point. For both of you, who are your X factors for the East Eastern Finals? We'll, we'll go into Western Finals again. but uh, Siakam for the Raptors, Brooke Lopez for the Bucks. Trey? Um, <clears throat> Siakam needs to have a huge series, especially offensively. Um, they need somebody else to help him. Um, Actually, I changed my mind. Lowry. No, go ahead. And if Siakam can also help somehow defensively, can help Kawhi defensively, where they could switch off sometimes, that would be huge as well. Because Siakam can play on the perimeter. Siakam is a capable defender. He's he's a good defender. So he can do that. But they need it. They need it on both 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 sides of the court for him. Um, on the other side, Pat Connaughton. No, nah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, no, I was I would say Middleton. I would say Middleton just because of his defensive responsibilities on Kawhi. If they and if if they if they don't have to put Giannis on Kawhi, don't. You know, don't. If Middleton and some other guys can can bang up Kawhi enough, I think that that would be that'd be awesome. Now the the alpha in me would like to see those guys just defend each other all game. Without being subbed out, I didn't. That's one thing I don't like like about this this this, this generation type of basketball. I want the best guys to check the best guys because back in the day they didn't care. I think I'm gonna go with uh, Danny Green and Serge Ibaka as my X factors for the for the Raptors. Uh, Danny Green first because I think that he literally can bring it up if he really wants to, and I don't think he's been able to do that at all for some reason. I don't know if it's if it's his fit, if it's the fact that he hasn't found his spot. Serge Ibaka showed that. He can be the difference maker in that game seven against the Sixers because without Serge Ibaka, I don't think that the Raptors win um, the, the 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 game. So I think that he can be a great contributor off the bench. For Milwaukee, I'm going to have Miritich um, and Eric Bledsoe. 
because of what they can do when they are when they bring it. Eric Bledsoe is known to be a, a good player, um, and and this is the type of game where if they cancel each other out, uh, Giannis and and Kawhi that is, Eric Bledsoe can really take that over if he wants to because he can score, he can defend, and he can pass. Uh, Miritich is just a great spot up shooter, and if he can bring that too, that spaces the floor more to help Giannis and Milton kind of get in the lane and whatnot. What about the West, guys? Greg, X factors for the West. You don't have to say anyone for the for the Warriors. <laughs> CJ, I guess, for the Blazers. I mean, like, there's no real. I don't think if Harkless or Amino plays above what they expect that they have a shot at the Warriors. So that I don't really think that there's like if CJ if 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 Lillard can can be like round one Lillard and CJ can be round two CJ. Sure, I guess. Why not? Why not? Let's go off. Um, <laughs> Warriors, Kevin Looney, Kevon Looney, obviously. You know he's the X factor there. It's probably Iguodala. All the day. No, no, there's none. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, okay. All right. Did we? Did we? Did uh, did I you make your prediction it. for uh, um, Bucks? Uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks. I'm gonna say I think they've been the best team in the league all year. How many games? Um, it, it might be six. Might be so we all have the Bucks and Sex? I think so. Yeah. So we need to switch. Right. Actually, no, Raptors I can't do seven. six, six, six. No, Bucks and Seven. There we go. Bucks and seven. I might have Raptors and Seven now, just to say. Oh, my gosh. No, all right. Bucks and Six. All right, so uh, that wraps it up for the playoffs. Looking forward to some good. Hello, Greg. Is there anything that pissed you off this playoff? <laughs> During the playoffs? <laughs> Greg's right. A little Greg's right. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you want we from want me here. We want you to get angry. Is there anything that you we want, want you to get angry so far during the playoffs in any round. Oh please. Uh, all my anger is gone right now. After watching the, yeah, no. After 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 Kawhi made that shot, uh, it was tough. Are you pissed at the rim? No, I'm not pissed at the rim. No, I, you know what? Actually, okay, there it is. So, so uh, I'll say I'll tell you who I'm mad at. And it's like after the after the loss, everyone saw the clip. Joel Embiid devastated, crying. You oh, know, yeah. Marcus all really classy. The Raptors really classy, like trying to console the him. Cry baby, gonna, the cry baby's joint. Yeah, think? like I don't listen. <laughs> I I've never been an athlete at that level. But this is this is their profession. Losing in a high stakes situation in that way is going to make you feel that thing. And I feel like we've seen players we've seen players cry before in general. We've seen you know when they ring when they win a ring. You know Michael Jordan. You know LeBron James. When they cry, it's acceptable for that. I don't understand why it's not acceptable in this case. Also, there are those who are just clowning Embiid because they're like, oh, he's the troll. Obviously, if he was in the opposite side of the situation, he'd be also trolling. No. No, I don't think that's true at all because Joel Embiid, though he does troll, half of the people he trolls in this league are his friends. He's pretty tight with Andre Drummond. He's not so tight with Hassan Whiteside, but uh, Hassan Whiteside. Like, yes, he understands what he's doing. He understands the trolling, and that gets him amped up. 
But in that situation, if the if the tables had been turned, if Butler had made a ridiculous like game winner in Game Seven, and Kawhi, I don't think it would be Kawhi would be crying, but someone else would be crying on that team. Be like, Joel, Joel Embiid would not be the one to do that. He'd be saying that was an incredible game, and it was a damn incredible you, you know, game. You know what I think is really funny is that you get guys crying and they get called crybabies, but then when players are emotionless, they're like, oh, then they don't want to be with They don't the want it enough, they don't want clearly. It. Like, there's no winning for players yeah. or athletes. No, not at all. He's an emotional guy. He's always shown that he's an emotional guy. It's yeah. not new. When he's hype, he's hype. He gets everyone hyped. When he's yeah. down, he's down, and he will let yeah. you know he's down. He's I mean, he's only—he's my age. He's only a couple of years older than you guys. Yeah. He's in in a lot of respects of the world, people still consider him like a a, a kid in quotes, a young adult. A young yeah. adult. Like. Not nearly as mature as he's going to be in and the I'm next few seasons. And I'm not the seasons. biggest Joel Embiid fan because of his trolling and because of everything. And I think he's one of the biggest smack talkers that who doesn't deserve to be smack talking that many people yet. Uh, but in that case, I'm okay with him crying because he played through illness, through like he was in a bad spot, and he just kept bringing it night in, night out, and he. And he, the reason he was crying was probably because he didn't bring enough, and he felt like it was on him. Yeah. And that's probably what Marcus all went to him. He was like, dude, like it's not your fault. Yeah. Like, this was just the way it was supposed to be. Yep. And there's no shame in that, but I do get why you're angry. Andre, give us your drawers of the of the playoffs so far. No one deserves it. All right. Next, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm gonna, it. I'm going to let you That was a take. That. I'm going to let you rephrase <laughs> Nobody deserved it. Louis, go. I'll give you another shot. I'll give you another. Andre, who are you drawers of the playoffs so far? Deserved Nobody it. deserved it. Louis, go. All right. <laughs> I don't have an overreaction. All right. Okay. Then we go. Shh. That's why I wanted to speak so I could formulate one. No, we're going we're gonna to move on. My overweekly reaction. Overweekly reaction. Overreaction weekly. Oh, no, that makes sense. Overweekly overreaction. I like overweekly reaction better because it makes no sense, just like my life. Yes, yeah, said it. Um, I'm gonna say. Wasn't the Westbrook stuff that you pissed off about? Weren't you, weren't you mad? If you're considering the whole playoffs, weren't you mad about the Westbrook stuff after he, after he lost? What do you do? Wow, this is some good airtime. All right, let's go. No, wait, We're going to move wait, on no, here. On. He's, listen, listen, look. We can't that? even. It's been a while. No, no, what do you mean? No. Thank no. you for listening to me. No, no, no. We have. <laughs> Wait, I'm Next confused. segment, the transition. Speaking of things that Louis forgot, let's remember that the NBA lottery is tonight. Wait, what did, what and did you do? I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. What do you do? I have no idea. He didn't do anything. He lost. And people were clowning him. That's it. And you were pissed. Oh, you're right. I was pissed. What's wrong with this dude, man? <laughs> I thought you meant like there's something particular that happened. No, he lost. I was pissed. Moving on. Lottery. Uh, Knicks getting Zion and KD and Kyrie in one night. In one night. Before free agency even starts, they yeah. are able to snag them both. Also, big shout-out to Monty Williams for the Suns uh, job. I know we, we it's been a while, but big fan of that. Hopefully they figure it out. I think they should merge the lottery and the draft in the same night. That'd be sick. That actually be So they awesome. only have, like, 10 minutes turnaround time? Like, all right, guys, you now know your order. Let's go. How awesome Let's run would it. that be? They've be actually cool. talked about that before, like, potentially doing that. And um, the players wouldn't know. They'd be like, oh, shoot. Oh, they'd be like, who? because then you would have to, all the teams would have to scout, like, the, the same, same players, players because it'd be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be one or not, so. It'd be actually My lotto and, and But also was. players might not like that because, like, certain, like, the top ones, the, they don't want to work out for, like, every oh, team in the lottery. So since, so since we have our special experts going to the lottery tonight, Andre Turan and Greg Mello. 
Yeah, you guys should do a live. Live pod in the lottery room. Yo, I'm gonna sneak into the, no, the drawing room and I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. slide into where they lock where they lock you in and they take your cell phones away. I'm gonna be in there. That's I'm gonna add it every ball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, three extra are you gonna add it for you? All right. No, let, for you. Let's, let's <laughs> for the play, trans. Let's play some friendly bets here. Um, this is not a gambling friendly pod. Lock it in, Fox. I got you. The hire um, me. Who who gets the number one? Hold on, let me simulate this. No. It was the Knicks. I'm upset. We have to bet. I'm not We're not betting anything. It's just like like we say we call. I'm gonna tell you. Six. I'm gonna tell you who I want to win. We know that. Already. All right. You've already said it's that. the Hawks. Thank the you. The Hawks need to win, or the Grizzlies, because I need Zion to Jaron Jackson Jr. in my I life every so day of my life. Zion all right. Going to one of the smallest market in America. Don't care. The new Anthony Davis. Don't care. He would be amazing. He'd be incredible. He's gonna be the new Anthony Davis. He'd be if incredible that, if that happens. No one would ever be able to touch them. I don't want to see. Relax. I don't want to see Zion in Dallas. I would hate that actually. I hate you for hating that. Thank you. Um, I think the Knicks I are going to get see, the first. I don't want to see Zion in New York either. Uh, I don't want to see Zion at the Bulls or at the at the Cavaliers because the Bulls thing, there's always going to be the narrative, is he going to be better than Jordan? Is he already better than Jordan? What's going to happen when he surprises Michael Jordan? We already have that with LeBron, so whatever. I know, but I'm going to hate that because he will be it's wearing the Bulls. Every and he time. probably will pick a number 23 just like to like make – actually, no, they retired the number. Uh if he goes to Cleveland as well, oh, he's in the new LeBron. Oh, my gosh. There's a narrative there. Oh, the NBA is rigged because they definitely forced Cleveland to get the first pick so Cleveland can have Zion. Although him and Colin Sexton would go off. <laughs> Andre Tron is not involved in this conversation. <laughs> um, I'd like the Hawks to get him, but I also wouldn't mind the Hawks if they got, like, Culver or something. Very underrated destination for Zion, Timberwolves. I just read an article on that. That'd be sick. Get Andrew Wiggins the hell out of there. Cat and Zion. <laughs> Sheesh. Zion Andre. You need to stop. Now, Andre Turan does not want Zion going to L.A. because that would be a problem. Because then they would become better than medi- mediocre. Mediocre. Mediocre, and the Lakers wouldn't learn their lesson. So, Dre is not. Yeah, Dre is not if but if yes. they get Zion, do they bring Kobe back? <laughs> Why wouldn't you bring Kobe back? Kobe do they should? trade Zion for Kobe? For, yeah. First of all, no, 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 no. Do you get Kobe as your head coach now? No, Kobe like, fire Frank Vogel right away. The, oh, that's going to happen within two years. Oh, yeah, breaking yeah. news. Frank Vogel is now the new head coach of the yeah, Lakers. He's a, he's a figure. And, by the way, and, and then, Jason Kidd is the assistant coach despite domestic abuse charges. Anyway, go ahead. I was yeah, say and why. he'll probably take over that role as head coach in a couple years. Um, summer League. If they'll have a good Summer League result. Kobe should have played last year. Kobe should have paid this past season. No, I'm glad he didn't. He he would have he would have shot Kobe people. and LeBron on the same team. Why have we never thought of that before? Because it would be horrible. <laughs> no, we playing on a USA team together. It was cool. Because they had Chris Paul distributing the ball. What do you mean? What, do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Do you think that? Do you think that Kobe is such an alpha mentality that he he wouldn't even recognize LeBron on his team and he put, he would defend LeBron on the same possession and it's just LeBron and Kobe no. ISO on the right no. wing because everyone be cleared so, out. He'd be so alpha that he would just literally look at LeBron while shooting a three in his like in someone else's face, drain it, and look at him and say, "See if you can do it." That's alpha. I think he passed the ball, LeBron. Yes, he would. Well, let me Kobe gets a bad rap for not passing the ball because the roster around him was absolutely terrible. Don't you dare disrespect Paul I'm sorry. Are you destroying the legend that is Rick Fox in L.A.? Derek Fisher. Lamar tough. Odom. He wasn't on those terrible roster teams. Yeah, I'm talking about the one team. <laughs> oh, no. How about Lamar Odom? What are you talking about? He had Chris Mims. How about Larry Nance? Remember Jr. when Andrew Bynum actually was good? Yeah, for a couple years. Yeah. 
All star too. Until you start growing out that baby. Remember when Kwame Brown was actually okay for a brief Remember when Big Baby Baby Davis was a thing? That's my all time hero of the Celtics, by the way. No, bro, you're also here for sale. It should be Leon Poe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. big fan of the lottery tonight. Big fan, S- yes. Some, some, <laughs> definitely a fan. Well, it's kind of hard to talk about because there's we don't know anything that's going to happen. Uh, every, yeah, we don't know anything that's going to happen tonight. But after tonight, we are going to know everything that's going to happen. You want to know who's picking? No, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, the listeners wanna, probably do. You want to know who's picking? Sure. So in the meantime, oh, are we allowed to release that information? What? Yeah, it's on. Yeah. Wasn't the information we weren't allowed to release? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and that's no, 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 no. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Let me read it like that. You know, that's trouble. a suppression document. We uh, we don't do that. If it's not redacted, you're good. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, one one thing before we go, I was talking about it with Dre before. Uh. ESPN got to do a better job with these with these hosts for these shows, all right? I don't need to see Terry Rozier up there talking about the NBA draft lottery. I don't need Tom Thibodeau, who should never be a coach again anyway, oh up God, here it, talking about the draft lottery about prospects, all right? We don't need that. Get us some actual draft analysts up there. I don't need another year of Chauncey Billups at the draft trying to compare DeAndre Ayton hey, to Joel Embiid. Hey, I like I, Chauncey. I like Chauncey, no, but he shouldn't about, be talking about draft not comparisons. About comparison, though. Like, even though you don't agree with it, it's not about comparison. It's a really bad comparison considering he's not nearly the level of defender that Joel Embiid is. And does Bro, not have the first year he plays with the Phoenix Suns. No, no, he legitimately did not show any defensive signs to be the potential Joel Embiid. You can't. Maybe that was his choice not to play defense. No, dude, haven't you noticed that I'm trying to get a new Greg Scrap here, and he, you're not letting me? He was about to go off on me too. I was saying, I was, I was helping your point. And he stopped. You should have, you should have do more. All right, Drake, close it. You're not a great instigator. I am. <laughs> that being said, folks, thank you for joining us here on Lane Violation, where we cross lines constantly, and we wish we could go back and correct them and edit them out the pod. But that rarely happens, but it might happen sometimes. we don't get any money for because it. Because no some people listen. My dad does. Please but give yeah. us a five-star review. Share with your friends, families, foes. Yes. And also, have a blessed week.